The climate is changing. So are we. I'm Laura Lynch, and I host What on Earth? That's CBC's Climate Solutions podcast. Twice a week, we take you around the world to find the people who are trying to build a better future for all of us. We explore Indigenous science, new technologies. We talk openly about mental health and climate anxiety. We also take your smart questions all the time. Come find What on Earth wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Venezuelans voted yesterday in a referendum that asked whether their country should take over a huge swath of neighboring Guyana. The territory is called Essequibo, and it is rich in oil and minerals. For generations, Venezuelans have considered it their own. The results of yesterday's vote seem to reflect that. Venezuelan officials say that more than 95% of those who cast ballots want their country to establish a new state in that region. As you can imagine, people in Guyana disagree. Ana Vanessa Herrero is a reporter with the Washington Post covering South America and the Caribbean. She's in Venezuela's capital, Caracas. Good morning. Good morning. Can you help us understand what exactly Venezuelans voted for yesterday? Sure. Venezuelans voted for the right of the country to claim the Essequibo territory as its own. This is a dispute that goes back hundreds of years. And even as little children, Venezuelans are taught that that part of the territory is not only Venezuelan, but it is indeed in dispute with Guyana. So yesterday, what many people voted for was to confirm the claim that the territory was indeed or is indeed Venezuelan. I'd said in the introduction that officials say that more than 95% of those who cast ballots um, voted in favor of this. Do we know how many people actually voted? Well, this is this is interesting. The Electoral Authority said that over 10 million votes were counted, but they never specified if we're talking about voters or votes. So if we're talking about voters, we would be saying basically that more people voted for the Essequibo referendum than for Chavez in 2012, which was over 6 million votes. So that for most analysts that I was talking to yesterday is a little bit um, over the top. Mm. But if we are talking about votes, then that would mean that over 2 million people voted because there were five questions and everyone had to vote on each. Let's talk about the issue at stake here. You said that this is taught in schools, that, that, that yeah. this territory is part of Venezuela. Tell us more about it. It's, it's you know, if you look at maps, two thirds of Guyana. I mean, it's, it's, it's larger than Greece. Tell me more about the territory itself. So the lines, the, the borders were traced uh, not by Venezuela, Guyana. In 1899, Guyana was still a British colony. So it was determined by a foreigner states. And uh, that's the claim of Venezuela, that not even Venezuela had something to say in that part of the agreement. And then in 1966, both Guyana and Venezuela signed an agreement um, in Geneva saying that this dispute would come to an end the day that both countries came into just one common ground. That hasn't been reached just yet. And then uh, the claim of Venezuela is that Guyana started on its own this process in front of the international court. So this entire scenario is tied you know, to small kids, second, third grade, when they start learning about Venezuela and, and how this dispute will likely end, and again, this is how it's done in schools, likely end in Venezuela's favor because the territory 
was originally from Venezuela, was taken uh, from Venezuela by other countries. What about people in Guyana who might see two-thirds of their country disappear? The situation definitely, as the uh, international court established on Friday, is that actively it's Guyana, the country that has real control, let's say, over the territory. That's what most international observers say, right? That this territory is not Venezuelans. The, the execution of, of the political power is on Guyana's hands, for sure. But we've never seen before the escalation of the conflict getting so tense as it is now. The actions of the Guyanese president flying in a helicopter and raising the, the Guyanese flag. And just yesterday, Venezuelan indigenous taking off that flag and raising the Venezuelan flag. That is as as tense as the conflict has been mm. for a long time. I mean, we're talking about two countries just, you know, trying to, with the flag, show the world who's in charge. You mentioned the International Court of Justice. This is the mm -hmm. United Nations International Court of Justice, which ordered Venezuela mm -hmm. not to take action that would control or alter Guyana's uh, claim on, on, the, on that territory. What is the attitude of the Venezuelan president towards the International Court? What the international court said Friday was that Venezuela should not do anything to alter what's already been happening in Guyana, mm. which is the active and, and effective control of Guyana over that territory, meaning, you know, people there, they feel Guyanese. They even speak English. Most of them don't even speak Spanish. So what they are saying is you should not do anything to, you know, alter what we've been dealing with for the past 60, 70 years. But Maduro and, and, and the Maduro's government claim that they are not going to recognize any sentence that comes from the international court because the only agreement that they recognize is the 1966 agreement, which said that any action taken over the Esequibo had to be a negotiation or a consequence of a negotiation directly between Guyana and Venezuela. And that is what the Venezuelan government claims never happened mm. when Guyana came on its own to the international court to claim the territory. How much of this has to do with the oil and the minerals that are in that territory? Definitely that fueled the dispute. But again, this is something that has been going on for the past hundred and something years. It definitely gave, you know, a little bit of more of uh, salt and pepper to to the to the conflict that already that was already happening. But definitely the fact that there is oil there and that companies in the States are very, very interested in exploiting that that oil and that would mean a lot of um, profit for the country who, you know, who controls the territory. Definitely that has something to do with what we're seeing today. We're out of time, but just finally on this, I mean, President Maduro has been in power for a decade. Um, mm -hmm. He has overseen an economic collapse in Venezuela. There are millions of people who have left the country in a mass exodus trying to find a better life, perhaps in the United States or elsewhere. People have said mm -hmm. that this vote is a distraction from the turmoil in the country, that he's wrapping himself in the flag in some ways to distract from what's going on. Do you think that's fair? Well, experts might agree with, with that argument. Um, there's also another reason. It's that for the first time, the international court um, is very close to giving a conclusion to their um, study of the subject. And, you know, that would probably mean that Venezuela doesn't really look good 
in the future for the world. I mean, it's it's very hard for Venezuela right now to claim that the Isaquiwa is Venezuela and not Guyana's when we're almost ready to unfold what the international court thinks. So I think that definitely that pressure that the international court uh, puts on Venezuela forced the Venezuelan government to show the world that it's not the government, it's the people. It's what the, the regular people in Venezuela think about their territory. And yes, I'm sure there is something on that matter too. And definitely there is something you know, behind when we see that presidential elections are just next year mm. in 2024 and, and Venezuelan getting together, opposition and government getting together against this decision, this possible decision that would affect Venezuela, it's also being used by the government as a referendum for, for their own benefit, for sure. It's quite a story um, and certainly nowhere near done. Ana Vanessa Herrero, thank yeah. you very much. Thank you very much for calling. Ana Vanessa Herrero is a reporter with The Washington Post. She was in Caracas. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.